Good morning, everyone. We are the only church open today. <laughs> you guys are troopers. <laughs> our first reading uh, from Leviticus uh, talks to us. It, it tells us uh, how horrified people were uh, by this disease we know as leprosy. And uh, uh, we were told the measures to which uh, the people must go to avoid people who have leprosy. And, um, you know, they had great fear and disdain for the disease. Um, and, of course, part of it was because they were afraid of the contagiousness of it. And um, the traditional approach uh, back then, uh, given they had no scientific knowledge of the disease, uh, they had no medicines against it, uh, remedies was to banish the person from society. And that's what the first reading is telling us. Um, lepers had to live in isolation. They had to live in cemeteries uh, out in the mountain areas. And they uh, would have to warn people, uh, as we were told. Uh, they had to scream, uh, unclean, unclean. Uh, one of the other scriptures says they sometimes had a cowbell or, or, and would ring it and uh, to tell people to stay away from me. And uh, some of the unclean, unclean for us would be worthless, worthless. That would be another way to understand it. I'm worthless. Uh, they were considered to be walking dead uh, because of the leprosy. And uh, so the disease uh, physically was uh, devastating to the person, of course, who was sick. Uh, and it struck fear into other people. And, uh, but there is this social piece to it and this emotional piece and a spiritual piece to it. And uh, the leper in today's gospel reflects that. Um, the fear of disease led uh, to him being ostracized, uh, being treated uh, as worthless. And uh, that stigma um, also, uh, remember, in Jesus' time and before pushing you and... Um, uh, even Jesus would have to battle this with his own apostles who walked with him because, remember, they would encounter, and Peter said, well, that man's blind, so who sinned? Him? His mom? His dad? And you see the image of, they have of God, so that if my mother sinned, God would punish me? Yeah, wow, yeah, that's kind of rough, <laughs> no matter how you look at it. So Jesus would have to go about trying to uh, alter this idea, uh, but to change their perception of God. And um, in Jesus' time, it was forbidden by law uh, to speak uh, to anyone who had leprosy, to go near them. As a matter of fact, if they approached you, uh, the person had the right to stone them, to pick up rocks and kill them. And uh, uh, this, um, this tells us something, because the leper that comes to Jesus, he knows to approach anyone could result in death. So we can imagine here the leper is coming towards this rabbi, Jesus. And it makes me wonder, what did he hear about Jesus of Nazareth? Because whatever it was, it gave this man the ability, the courage uh, to approach him, knowing that uh, the people would stone him. And... Uh, uh, it tells, it's telling, because it's, what did this leper hear? 
the one who lives out in the mountainous region, the one who lives in the cemeteries along with the other lepers, what did, were they hearing about this rabbi? And uh, um, I'm, even though the scriptures don't tell us, I am sure the people who were around Jesus at the time began to pick up the rocks. But they didn't dare throw a rock at this man with this rabbi, Jesus of Nazareth, standing there. And um, the man approaches him, and he, I'm sure he kept some distance from him and says, if you wish, if you desire, you can change this for me. And we're told the man kneels before him, which is a sign of uh, worship and adoration of uh, and that's what he did. He got before Jesus in worship and adoration. In Mark's gospel, uh, there are two other occasions when we're told something about this, and it's not the same outcome. People are doing something different. Um, so Jesus presents as the icon of the Father something telling about God. Uh, and uh, Jesus didn't have to touch the man. He simply could have wielded, snapped his finger, just looked at him then it would have been done. But Jesus, in Mark's gospel, approaches the man then and touches him. And um, this tells us that Jesus understands the human heart and human being, that they need that. We need to touch. We're sentient beings. We need to touch and feel things. And the one thing that this man could not have in addition to speaking, no one could come near him, not his wife, not his children, not his mother, nobody. He was completely cut off and isolated. And so Jesus touches him first. I just reaches out and touches him. Oh, my friends, uh, um, and oftentimes people look at this and say, well, see, Jesus didn't obey the laws, and therefore we don't have to. Well, that's not exactly what Jesus did. Because he told the man, now I tell you, go to the priest, offer what is prescribed by Moses, and this will be proof to them. Proof of what? That you're healed? No, proof that God did this. Because remember, they would levy against Jesus that he, by the power of Satan, he was doing things. So uh, Jesus already is ahead of the game. Um, so he is actually abiding by the Mosaic law. But what Jesus does is he shows us what does the law at its core do. And the truth of the matter is, is uh, if people loved the way Jesus has commanded us, we would need no laws. And this is the big thing that Paul gets at, um, you know, in all of his writings. Jesus fulfills the commandment, the supreme law of the commandment, which is to love. And Jesus regarded love and compassion and charity as more important than other things. And he cures the leper. This cure meant that he was not only physically, the man was physically healed, but he was able to return to his family. He was able to return to society. He, was able, he could go see his parents, or he could go see his wife, or he could go see his children, or he could just go down into the city square and hang out uh, and be around people and uh, to his friends and loved ones. And uh, he no longer had to exist in society. And the turn of events is Jesus, because he touched him, even though the man becomes cured and they 
can see it, Jesus himself becomes ritually unclean, and he could not enter a synagogue until the next day. More than that, uh, we're told Jesus, uh, he went into the deserted places. You see the twist that happens. The man who has to be isolated, now Jesus becomes isolated. And so it's, uh, Mark is very clever uh, pointing out Jesus went to deserted places and he was in isolation now. But people would come to him, unlike uh, the leprosy. You know, the man with leprosy, no one would come to him. So um, Jesus cures uh, not only the body, but the heart and the emotion of the man. Uh, today we know the disease um, as Hansen's disease. And uh, um, uh, it takes about $20 worth of medicine to cure it completely. Uh, and um, we really don't have leprosy in the United States. Um, I'm unaware of it being a problem anywhere else in the world now also. Um, my friends, so when we look at this, uh, and we're in the middle of a pandemic, and the pandemic, uh, this is a terrible virus, but it is not... Uh, it came close to what Jesus was dealing with um, because uh, we have people today, remember in the beginning, uh, if you didn't wear your mask, remember people were getting shot in parking lots and getting in fights or uh, they were shooting people because you can't make me. You, you see the stigma that was happening. So we're getting close. But really the closest thing we had in, in recent time uh, at this level and at this intensity would have been uh, back in the 80s, in the 90s, when HIV, AIDS, what society did. What society did was what is going on here. Remember, you, no one would touch them. As a matter of fact, uh, people said, you got what you deserve. God was punishing you. Really? The children, too? You see the, the whole thing that Jesus dealt with, we're dealing the children who got AIDS, God was punishing them. The logic doesn't work, and that is not the image of God. Uh, and God did not send that, but that's what people were told, and they were told they were worthless, and they were told they had no value. The hysteria around that. Uh, so my friends, today, uh, what is the disease now that we treat people with leprosy like leprosy? We just finished a monstrous political craziness where the Republicans treated Democrats as if they were worthless and had leprosy. And the Democrats treating the Republicans, you're the one, you're the leper, you're the one who has no value, you should die. And what about the way society treats its elderly now? Before COVID, I would go and visit. When, was your, when were your children here last? I do not remember. They did not remember, not because they had dementia, because they had not been there. And the nurses confirmed that. And what about our youth who are told life doesn't matter? The suicide rate of our youth skyrockets and is high because they are told they have no value either. Oh, um, I have an addiction. What do you do? You toss them into the street. No. With the billions that we spend on war, that could be used 
to solve the problems of addiction. And it's, it is not godly to say, well, they started, they, they took the drug. Yeah, that doesn't work. That would not be a case. I mean, Jesus would fight that one completely. I don't know everything he would say and do, only based on what the scriptures, but I have a feeling that that does not give glory to God to speak that way. And uh, um, handicapped people, you have to have laws to protect handicapped people? What is that? You see what I'm saying? What is the new leprosy? What is it that we do that makes us treat someone as if they had leprosy? And my friends, uh, even in our own church, since the Second Vatican Council, there's been a war waged with each other in our church. The conservatives versus the liberals. Conservatives say the liberals are worthless and they should be stoned and die. The liberals say that puts forth us treating others. And I look at St. Paul. St. Paul says, whatever you do, whatever you say, let it be for the glory of God. And he would know. Remember, he was killing followers of the way. He was killing Christians for the glory of God until Jesus knocked him off his horse and got his attention. So how does our gossip or our pointing our finger, the disease today is indifference. You don't agree with me, you should die. You don't agree with me, you're not welcome. That's a disease today. And how we act and speak towards others. People don't like some of the things I say. I do not wish them dead. How does that bring God glory? Does not give God glory. As St. Paul says, we must look at our own actions and words. What is it that we do and say that give God's glory? Certainly not pointing at someone else and telling him, you are not like me and you deserve to die. Peter tried that with Jesus, remember? Bring down fire from heaven and burn up those people over there. And Jesus said, you Satan, you. <laughs> you speak not like my father, but like the father you follow now, who is Satan. So my friends, all this is in Scripture. Let us learn how to love. Let us learn how to have compassion and charity of heart. You can point out that which is evil and wicked. You can point out a mistake but not wish evil upon the person or wish them dead. So my friends, uh, um, our scriptures today gives me, well, well, Father, we don't have leprosy, so what's the relevancy of this scripture? I hope I just pointed it out to you. Uh, what is the relevancy of the teaching uh, from Mark's gospel?